Tech alert enthusiastic. <laughs> Flashback to being a camp counselor. <coughs> so sorry. <coughs> <coughs> it's even worse because I sometimes sing that to Cece in the morning. <laughs> so we're starting today's murder episode with a fucking murder. Jesus. <laughs> uh, are we recording? Are we ready to do the damn thing? We are doing the things All right. and the stuff. Since this is your episode, you start the intro. What's up, <laughs> bitches? Proud <laughs> <laughs> so this wasn't YouTube for a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, my name is Morgan, and uh, oh no, this is, <laughs> is going to be rough. What's up, bitches? This is Sierra, <laughs> and, and this. this is bitches and murders. <laughs> we I didn't li- die. Woo. We tried to die. I'll we tried what. really hard to die. We tried to die. <laughs> so, uh, as y'all know, it has been a hot minute. Yeah. Um, and we've posted about it a little bit. But honestly, it's a lot to type. And I didn't want to. Yeah, so, so. Uh, we both had the Rona virus. Yeah, we got that Rona. It was not fun. It was, it's, it's not, it's uh, not a joke, guys. Did, please yeah, take it seriously. No, uh, I had a fever for a month and a half. God, yeah, if not longer, because yeah. mine was like a month and a half. So yours must have been like two, because you were sick a little longer than me. So basically what happened, don't what call ha- us happened. out, we are not irresponsible people. So back when this first all started, before it was really even a thing here, mm-hmm. um, Sierra went on a vacation mm-hmm. that went through the Detroit airport, as we now know, was a giant hub for spreading fucking coronavirus. I went through Detroit and Atlanta. Detroit and Atlanta, of course. And uh, so, like this, like I said, this was before it was really a concern here. We weren't really worried about it spreading here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she got sick first. You came home. It was literally like a Friday. And literally by Sunday... I was, like, so sick, too, that I couldn't go to work. Yeah, I had gotten sick Friday. And we and were, we were just like, like, staying away from yeah. each other, too. Like, we weren't even close to each other at all, really. Yeah, I, like, I hid in my room. Yeah, because you were like, I, I feel sick. like shit. And I was like, yeah. I'm not, I don't want to get up. I don't, I don't feel good. Yeah, and then I got sick then. And literally, like, that mm-hmm. Monday, I had to call my work and be like, hey, I have covid symptoms you know and i ended up being sierra had a hard time she just like could not get tested there was none over here Mm -hmm. um and i ended up leaving our apartment and going over to jackson where my hometown is um which actually did have some tests so i was actually like the fourth person in michigan to get tested Mm -hmm. um so like this is like how early this was you know what i mean like none of this lockdown social distancing anything was happening yeah uh this was like way back the beginning of march uh, so yeah, we were both just sick. I, oh my God, I had like a 101 fever for, yeah, like a good like month and yeah, a half. It, was like a mu- it could not, it would not break. Like I tried never. cold showers. I tried hot showers. I tried different teas that people were telling me to try. I, I literally tried taking Tylenol. Everything. Yeah. Like in the lowest I got it during that month and a half time frame was 99.8. Yeah, I literally, like, I even fucking went essential oils and shit. Like, yeah. I was getting crazy with it, just trying to do anything. And, yeah, mine, I think the lowest mine was was probably about that, too. Mm-hmm. Or, like, right around, like, 100 flat was yeah. normal. And I know that, like, 99.8 doesn't sound that bit like that big of a deal. But, but both, like, of, us both of us run, temps, like, 97.5 yeah. normally. Yeah. So, for us, that's, like, a two-degree fever. Yeah, so... 
That sucked. That uh, my lung collapsed. That was fun. Yeah, <laughs> my lungs were also super bad. They said that they are scarred probably permanently. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that I could be on an oxygen tank for life. However, I should be on an oxygen tank right now. And they said that due to the shortage in Michigan, um, it's been hard to even get people who have had oxygen for years that like will die, die, die without it. Mm-hmm. Like even they're having a hard time getting oxygen because so much is going to the hospitals. So that's been fun. Also, my doctor is closed because they turned it into a more emergency respiratory clinic. So mm-hmm. I can't go to a doctor. I can't get unemployment because I can't get a doctor's note because my doctor doesn't exist right now. It's a whole mess. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Had a lot of fun. Moral of the story. Stop being assholes about this it's not something to fuck around with and and the and the worst part of all of it and just the last little luxury thing that i will do before we can move on is um i I obviously be more careful of elderly people children immunocompromised but this is not just affecting those people because like my immune system was pretty shitty but I have had several people in my life die now from it, and almost all of them were previously very healthy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as someone who is immunocompromised, like, obviously I suffered for quite a long time, but, you know, I got really lucky. And, like, there's a lot, they're finding a lot of, like, healthy young people having strokes due to COVID and heart problems and lung problems and kidney problems, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So please just be careful. Even if you think that you're healthy, please still take precautions. And um, also don't take... (sighs) Shit. It's not ibuprofen. What's the other one that's not ibuprofen? Acetaminophen. I think it's that one. One of the two... Please Google it. But one of the two, if you take it, it can create a cytokine storm. If you do have COVID, even if you are asymptomatic... And that can cause you to actually big old die. Big old die. Big old die. So please be careful even just with like COVID has a lot of drug interactions and you might not even know you have it because you can't be asymptomatic. So please be careful. Please do your scientific research. (laughs) (laughs) And now I'll stop lecturing you like I'm your mom. But. So I want you to be safe. We're going to move on to a slightly happier topic. Uh, we have not one, but two new Patreons. Whoop, uh, So our first sure one. just broke the sound barrier with that. I apologize. <laughs> <Yeah>. Our <laughs> first one is in the Black Dahlia category. Ooh. And that is Lindsay Myers. So, Lindsay, thank you so much. We, we love, love your love face. You. And our second one. <sighs> Besides, our second one is in the Manson family, which is our highest tier. Oh, and that is a we love to see it (laughs) personal friend of mine who goes by Sway. So, Sway, thank you so much. We appreciate you. We love your face. Uh, for everybody listening, Sway is actually a content creator. on good old Patreon. <laughs> he does have a Patreon. Uh, you can find it if you just search the Sway. Uh, he has a voice that will melt your soul. And he reads like fairy tales and horror stories. And it's, yeah. Yeah, it's. 10 it's, out of 10. It, it's serious. <laughs> I'm gay as fuck. And even, <laughs> it even melts my heart. So. <laughs> so you should check it out. <laughs> Uh, and now that we're done fluffing his ego, let's talk about some fucking murder. Let's get, I almost said let's get murdered. <laughs> let's. 
<laughs> let's get murdery, murdery. Uh, yeah, let's not get murdered. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I'd be mad at this point. I'm uh, so I, I'm definitely gonna post a picture of this man's. On a, obviously, you can look up your own pictures. This man looks like a serial killer. I'm gonna warn you. And uh, but but there's this funny picture of him old, and he looks like an angry turtle. And you know, I I want you to see it. I want you to see Angry Turtle Man. Just, you're not even wrong. Like, look at the. Tur- <laughs> Am I turtly enough for the Turtle Club? <laughs> yes. Yes, you are turtly enough for the Turtle Club. Oh shit! <laughs> oh god, this is. Oh man. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I gotta shout out my friend Chase for this one. He recommended me this case. It sounded super interesting. I checked it out. It was super interesting. Until two minutes ago when I realized that I looked up the wrong person. (laughs) So this one's for you, Chase, but not really because she fucked up. Uh, But I will do the right one someday because it really did sound interesting and I really do want to read about it. But uh, this is not the Cleveland child killer. At least you realized it in the beginning, unlike that time that you told us that there was definitely cannibals and then there was no cannibals. You know what? Sometimes I like to just sprinkle it in for flavor. (laughs) So I'm just going to call him the Cleveland killer because I don't know what the fuck this man's moniker was. I apologize. Uh, So before I start, uh, I found a lot of information um, in two good books that are worth checking out. Um, The first one is called House of Horrors, and it is written by a Cleveland-based journalist named Robert Sperna. And the other one is called Nobody's Women, and it's written by a Michigan crime author named Steve Miller. And both of these are about this whole case, and they go into wildly excruciating detail that I am not going to do here because we don't have eight hours. Okay. I was almost like, why did somebody from Michigan cover this? And then I remembered that Cleveland is it's in like Ohio. right there. <laughs> it's fine, guys. I'm I'm doing great. <laughs> okay, so this is my boy Anthony Edward Sowell. That's a name. That is a name. Probably gonna call him Anthony a lot because I'm not sure I'm saying Sowell correctly, and uh, I don't want to keep fucking it up if I'm not. How's it spelled? S O W E L L. Soul? 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 I feel like that might just be soul, but like spelled real dumb. Anyways, he was born August 19th of 1959 in East Cleveland. Boo. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure if we respect the land over here, to be honest, but um, I do like MGK, so. (laughs) That's the only good thing. So, yeah, here we are. Uh, so he was, oh God, this, this was just rough. I cannot imagine growing up like this. Like it gets bad, but like just the sheer volume of people in this home. So, okay. He's there. There's his mom, just Claudia Garrison. Okay. She has seven children. He's one of seven, seven seven children to this single mother. What is it with people in Ohio and wanting big families? Cause my cousin Ava is from Ohio and she, like we were talking the other day, she wants like six kids. Yeah. Stop. Um, <laughs> you're the reason the earth is dying, and I love you, but, like, you, it's got to stop. We're killing the earth with all these people. Please. Oof. <laughs> Please stop. Um, and so, on top of that, top of that. Okay. 
his sister um, passed away from a terminal illness. And so her children ended up getting taken care of by her mom. Um, So on top of the seven children that Claudia already had, Mm-hmm. They moved in an additional seven children. That's too many. From his sister who passed away. That's too many. Yeah. So, um, Claudia sucks. <laughs> Jeez. Um, she abused them physically, including making them strip down completely and beating them until they bled with, like, electrical cords. Jesus. And um, Anthony wasn't the only victim. Like, it was all of the kids, basically. And his niece, specifically, was, like, really targeted. Because on top of, like, Claudia just being shitty to her all the time, Mm -hmm. Anthony also started to rape her daily when she was 10. And he didn't stop for two years. So here's the thing. I'm never going to justify murder. But uh, he killed his mom first, right? (laughs) Nope. Damn. I know. I was really I was, hoping yeah, for I was that, for honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this part is kind of, you know, he wasn't that bad. So the the rapey thing, bad. Very bad. <laughs> bad. 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 <laughs> very bad. Very bad. No good. Very bad day. <laughs> um, but then it gets a little better. So January 24th of 1978, when he was 19, he joined the Marine Corps. Of course. What else are you going to do? <laughs> right. You're from Ohio. What, <laughs> what other options do you have? Did you oh, know? Oh, God. My ex was in the Army in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, I know. I dated somebody in the Air Force. <laughs> uh, but did you know that most astronauts are from Ohio? I mean, nowhere would I want to <laughs> escape this planet Earth more than when I'm in Ohio. I'm just saying. I get it. I'm just saying. <laughs> Have you seen Interstellar? That's They just live in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Continue. Continue with your story. Um, <laughs> this is not... Particularly interesting, but, you know, we'll, we'll give him a little bit of credit here. He did some cool, good stuff, I suppose. <laughs> so. I almost said cool, and I was like, it's not really <laughs> cool, but he did some good stuff, I yeah. suppose. Um, so he trained as a recruit at the Marine Corps Recruit Depot on Paris Island in South Carolina. Um, he got electrician training at Camp Lejeune in North Carolina. This man was all over the place. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so July 13th of 1978, he was given an assignment to the 2nd Marine Aircraft Wing at Cherry Point, also in North Carolina. Okay. 1980, he spent a year overseas with the 3rd Force Service Support Group before returning to Cherry Point. After this, he was sent to Marine Corps Base Camp Butler in Okinawa in January 20th of 1984. I basically was, like, playing a game with myself the whole time being, like, who do I know who's been to all of these places? Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, hmm, I know quite a, quite a, few. a few people that have been stationed in all of those places. Uh, I think Cherry Point's the only one I don't, I'm not really familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, so 1985, he moved on to Camp Pendleton. I've been there. Yep. In California for three days until he was discharged on January 18th of 1985. And during this seven-year career, he received a Good Conduct Medal with one service star. I don't really know what any of this means, to be <laughs> honest. But it, they sounded like good things. So we'll give him yeah. his credit. Um, a Sea Service Deployment Ribbon, a Certificate of Commendation, 
a meritorious mast, whatever that means, and two letters of appreciation. So, you know, he did right. So pretty good in the army. He had a decent, like, military career. So how did we end up being a murdery boy? I hate myself for just the, the fact that I just said murdery boy. I feel like I uh, Taylor Swift because this next section is just called 1989. <laughs> 1989 was, it, 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 it happened. It was bad. <laughs> So, uh, so, 1989, he hangs out with this three-month pregnant woman named Melvette Sockwell, we, and everything was fine. They were just hanging out, just chilling at his house, whatever, and then she tried to go home, and this is where the issue started. So, he got really angry at her. How he, dare she? It. He bound her feet with a belt and her hands with a tie, and then he gagged her with a rag before assaulting her. Oh, oh, good. Um, that escalated real quick. Luckily, she she got away. Um, and the police reported that the victim, obviously Melvat, told them that she thought she was going to die because he was, like, choking her so hard, like, she could feel her whole body, like, tingling and, like, going numb. And she was like, oh, like, Oof. I'm going to fucking die right now. Right. Um, so he was charged with kidnapping, rape, and attempted rape. Um, so he ended up pleading guilty to the attempted rape and he got 15 years. Um, so he served his whole 15 years and he got out in 2005. Okay. Um, I also kind of hate how, like, recent all of this is going to be. I don't, I don't like it. Yeah, so he was released in 2005. Um, so after his release, he went to go work in a factory. He worked there for about two years. Um, and then this is kind of where the issues started. So oh, he no. worked there for about two years. So this is like 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was laid off and started to get like unemployment. Um, his neighbors said that he had also began like collecting scrap metal, like that type of stuff to sell. Like he was really kind of not doing so great money wise. Yeah. Um. However, this will be important later. Okay. This will come into it later. Um, his neighbors also started noticing that there was a weird, like, gross smell in the neighborhood. And they couldn't really pinpoint where it was coming from. But, like, it was so bad to the point that they called, like, the health department to come investigate it. Is this about to be another don't flush body parts down the toilet? Because I swear to God, if I have to say that one more time. We're, we're, we're close. <laughs> um, so... At the same time, he also started an online dating profile where he put that he was a master looking for a submissive to train. Mm, oh, so you, this is the rant you're going to put me on. This is this is the rant. This is what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. We, we, we don't have to. I can keep going. Yeah, please keep going before I start unpacking <laughs> everything you just said, because I didn't know. Uh, so he was not alone. Like, he wasn't just all on his own this whole time. So he actually started a relationship with this girl named Lori Frazier in, like, about, like, 2007. Um, and she's actually the niece of the mayor of Cleveland, Frank G. Jackson. Which is, okay, which is wild. Um, So she moved in with him, like, right after he got out of prison. And then there was kind of, like, differing accounts. But she left somewhere between 2007 and 2008. Like, we don't know why. 
Um, so she also later reported that she smelled decaying bodies. Oh. And you know, you know what Anthony told her it was? No. His stepmother. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking savage. Oh my god. He's like, that this is just that gross bitch. (laughs) It's just my stepmom's just fucking nasty. So that was a savage choice. Um, and then when she left the house, I think she was trying to kind of like save face with like her family and shit. Uh, cause she, she told like her family and friends and stuff that it was like the sausage shop, raised sausage shop that was like next door that was like responsible for it. Uh, but I think she was just trying to like, I don't know, cover it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, convenient that you have a butcher's next door. So yeah, I mean, like, I guess very, so. Very yeah, convenient? it is kind of convenient. Oh, is this about to be a? Uh, no, we're not putting people in hot dogs. We're not again. putting people in hot dogs. I promise. I can't do that again. There's no, there's no hot, hot dogs dog in this stand episode. for all of my coworkers. <laughs> they were so mad. This one's called Discovery Time. Dis. Oh, jeez. Oh no. So September of two thousand nine. Anthony invited LaTundra Billups, which is, that's a name, a dope name, <laughs> um, home for like a nightcap, you know, <laughs> did you just say nightcap? I did say nightcap. <laughs> is this the 1920s? I'm 87. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a butterscotch? Like, honestly, like that does sound kind of good. Yeah. I, immediately, <laughs> immediately. I was like, you know what? That actually sounds good. Um, so on September 22nd, I couldn't find the exact date that she went over there. Um, but September 22nd, she reported to the police that he had hit her, choked her and raped her. Who's surprised? Oh, good. Like he just spent fucking 15 years in prison for, um, and there's, it's sad. Um, but if you, I, I haven't decided if I want to include this or not in the Instagram post because I feel kind of weird about it. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you just like look up him and just go to like images on Google, uh, there is a side-by-side photo of her, LaTundra, and, um, like, like a before and after. Like, what she looks like normally and, like, what she looked like after this. And, like, he beat her very badly. Like, she's, like, her face is, like, almost unrecognizable. Oh, no, no. And I don't know if I necessarily want to, like, you know, yeah, make more people see that. But if that's something you really want to see for some reason, it's there. And it's sad. Um, And fuck this man forever. Um, So October 29th, not sure why this took so long, but um, they showed up with a, like police, uh, showed up with a warrant to arrest him, uh, but he wasn't there and it ended up taking them like two days to find him. However, they found something much more interesting when they went to his house. No. You're too excited about that. It makes me nervous. So at his house, um, because they had a warrant to like search his house as well, um, police found (laughs) a lot more than they originally thought. Um, So like I said, they were just looking for evidence of this like rape or whatever. Mm -hmm. Instead, they found uh, two women 
buried in a shallow grave in the basement. Oh, good. Four women in the crawl space on the third floor of his house. Three more complete bodies and another partial body in his backyard. And inside of a bucket stashed inside of the house, they found a human skull. What? And I'll, I'll do the math for you there. That's 11 bodies. That's so many bodies. And then on top of that, once this kind of farther went along in trial and him being arrested and all that mm-hmm. jazz and media got a hold of it, um, they found out that there was at least, at least three other rape and assault victims who hadn't come forward to report. Jesus. Um, and most of this was because they were drug addicts because he had also been a drug addict and he would like basically lure them back to his house with promise of like crack. Oh. So... That is the most Ohio thing I've ever heard. Yeah, you know, honestly, <laughs> it is. There's a lot of Ohio slander in this episode, but you can't judge us because we're from Michigan. So, yeah, you know, it's what we do. If you're not from Ohio, you have no right to be angry because Ohioans yeah. will get it. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody from Ohio or Michigan will understand. And no one else needs to care. <laughs> um, but, um,. Yeah, so when he was arrested, he was 50 years old. So this was in 2009. Okay. And he'd only been living in this house for four years. <coughs> Jesus. 11 bodies. Not to mention at least, like, at least four rape and assault victims mm-hmm. on top of that. So he was held on a $5 million bond. <laughs> uh, and then <laughs> Oh, these notes. The next sentence says, his trial was a huge pain in the dick. <laughs> Were you okay? No, I did this at like 6 a.m. I'm not going to lie. Uh, that's valid. Um, so this was like, it was, yeah, it really was just a huge pain in the dick, though. Like, this is like, it was. <laughs> it was just a giant, giant so pain in the So it dick. was supposed to start June 2nd of 2010. Okay. But then it was pushed to September 7th because Sowell's attorneys, like, needed more time. Mm-hmm. And then they pushed it to February 14th of 2011. And then they pushed it to May 2nd to allow the defense to go through thousands of hours of security footage from the house next door. Oh, jeez. Which was uh, his house, not the house next door. His house was 12205 Imperial Avenue in the Mount Pleasant neighborhood of Cleveland, Ohio, if you're interested. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get into what happened to the house later. Um, so all in all, he was charged with 11 counts of aggravated murder, 74 counts of rape, kidnapping, tampering with evidence and abuse of a corpse. Um, and abuse of a corpse can vary. Um, I couldn't find specifically what they were persecuting him for, but usually abuse of a corpse will be, um, either like mutilation, uh, necrophilia, of course, or sometimes cannibalism. Some states have their own charges for cannibalism, but not all do. Okay. And some considered abuse of a corpse. Anyways, uh, just in case you were wondering what that meant in more excruciating detail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so he pled not guilty by reason of insanity, but he changed it to just plain not guilty oh. later because it was clear that that was not going to work. Okay. I know. We go on this rant a lot, but you being an asshole is not grounds for saying not guilty by reason of insanity. Also, uh, 
How are you going to plead not guilty? They found bodies in your basement. Also, fun fact, you can also have severe mental illnesses and still be found not, like, insane at the time because it doesn't actually matter how many mental illnesses you have. It doesn't matter if you're a paranoid schizophrenic or not. If you show that you had some idea of right or wrong at that time, yeah, then it doesn't matter. Like, I was just listening to a case actually about a man with with actual paranoid schizophrenia and they're not really sure why exactly he killed this girl. He was having some sort of delusion. Mm -hmm. However, when he did it, he instantly knew it was wrong. He like was like he like called 911. He hid the knife. He when the police picked him up, he just kept being like, don't tell my mom. So like clearly showed that he knew what he did was wrong. Mm -hmm. And like he didn't that didn't count. You know what I mean? Because he wasn't yeah. insane. He knew. Yeah, he, like, had that sense of morality. Yeah, and I don't think a lot of people realize that. Like, you can be crazy as a bat, but as long as you know right or wrong at that moment and you can understand what's happening in court, then mm -hmm. yeah, it's tough luck, my dude. <laughs> it actually takes a lot to be considered, like, to get the not guilty by reason of insanity. Yeah, it's, like, really hard. And obviously every state is a little different, but... Um, so July 22nd of 2011, he was convicted on all but two counts, including every single one of the murders. Mm -hmm. um, August 10th, the, ju the jury decided in favor of the death penalty. And um, August 12th, Judge Dick Ambrose agreed and confirmed that the death penalty was going to be his punishment. Mm -hmm. um, so since September 14th of 2011, he has lived on death row. And y'all are going to come for me for this, and I'm like not already ready for it, but... Chillicothe? Ch Chil Bless you? Correctional institution? B bless you? Ch Chillicothe? I don't know. Is that in Ohio? It's in Ohio. Fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so November of 2011, his lawyers Jeffrey F. Kelleher and Thomas Rain filed an appeal with the Supreme Court of Ohio, which, fun fact, is actually, I mean, they were going to do it anyways, but it's legally required. If you are assigned the death penalty, whether or not you want the death penalty or not, you do legally have to file an appeal. Oh. Um, fun fact. That's dumb. Yeah, it is really dumb. <laughs> um, so his execution was actually supposed to be really quick. So, like, this was in November, and his execution was supposed to be October 29th of 2012. So, like, they were actually on their shit for once. For once. Because usually it takes, like, 20 years, you right. know? Um, but in March of 2012, a stay of execution was granted because of the appeal. Um, and so October of 2012, he got two new lawyers, one whose name was also Jeffrey, which is Jeffrey Gamso, and a girl named Erica Kuhnliff. And they kind of argued, there was like 21 points that they argued why he should get like a new sentencing. Okay. Um, but mostly the like the most important parts, which are, also super common is that they said his trial wasn't fair because of there there was so much media coverage and <sighs> that his lawyers advised him wrong because his lawyers advised him to like plead not guilty and do all of that shit but what he should have done was plead guilty and just try not to get the death penalty is it, like kind of what they were saying you know what i mean you had 11 bodies in your basement you don't get to try to be like, oh, no, the media made it an unfair trial and my lawyers advised me wrong. No, you had 11 fucking bodies in your basement. Oh, I 100% agree. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, my God.
Yeah, so it gets better from there because so that was October of 2012. So is when like they heard the court heard it. Or no, April 5th of 2016 is when the Ohio Supreme Court heard, you know, both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, December 8th of 2016, they were like, nah, dog. <laughs> not nah, dog. <laughs> uh, May of 2017, he brought the appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court, who literally told him to fuck off in October. They mm-hmm. refused to even hear his appeal. They would not even give him the time of day. They just said, get the fuck out of here. And February of 2018, he tried the Ohio Supreme Court again, and they also said, fuck right off. We don't give a shit. Look at Ohio doing something right for once. Yeah, so they wouldn't even listen to his appeal again. They were like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Um, I'm not going to talk about all of the victims because I couldn't find information on all of them, but I will list all of, like, their names. Okay. Um, But I'm just going to go through, like, just a handful of them just so you kind of get an idea. They're all very similar demographic. Mm, Um, so it actually took a quite of like a while to like identify all of the bodies as well. Um, so November 5th of 2009, the first two were identified. Um, the first one who was identified through DNA was Tanya Carmichael. Um, she was 53 years old and an African American woman. Oh, um, and she had disappeared about a year prior to that. Okay. Um, she was found in the backyard and she appeared to be strangled. Um, her mother had reported her missing in tw- like 2008 when she yeah. went missing. Um, and then the next woman to be identified was Talicia. I hope I said that right. It's a really pretty name and I can tell and I don't want to fuck it up. Yeah, that is really pretty. Um, Fortson. Uh, she was 31 years old, also an African-American woman. And she had identif- er, disappeared five months before. Prior. Okay. Um, but this was kind of fucked up. Like, even though she'd been missing since June, her mom never reported her missing until it was revealed that the bodies were found. Which I do want to give the benefit of the doubt because I don't have her mother's reasoning. Yeah. I don't know if this girl had kind of run away from home, if she was known to take long absences. Yeah, they might have thought like, she just left. Maybe, like, didn't have the best relationship. or Right. And then probably once the body showed up, they were like, holy shit, what if she... Yeah. Like, what if something bad happened to her? You know? So, I, I don't want to give her too much shit for that. Um, but it's also kind of like, I would definitely fucking report my child missing. I don't care how many times they went missing. I would report them missing. Right. Um, so, November 8th of 2009, they identified the next three bodies. Um, one was Crystal Dozier. She was 38, African-American, and had been missing since May of twenty or 2007. And this was not the first time she'd gone missing, and her family accused the police of failure to investigate, um, which you'll find out in a second. But she actually was the first person to go missing, and if they would have actually properly investigated it, they could have stopped that 10 other people from dying. Oh, so this is another episode of the fucking investigators had just done their goddamn job. Yeah. And then the next was Amelda, who went by Amy Hunter. Um, she was 47, also African-American. Um, she was a beautician and a mother of three. Um, her family also didn't report her missing until the bodies were found. And she also, which I don't know why this makes me so angry, but I know he probably picked her because she was easier to control because one of her arms had been injured previously and mm-hmm. she like basically had no use of it. Oh. So, like, it would be so much harder for her to, like, fight back. Yeah. Um, And then the last one I have a little bit of detail on is Michelle Mason. And she was 45, also African-American. 
and she was last seen October of 2008. And her appearance or her disappearance was reported. Police investigated. Mm-hmm. Clearly didn't find anything, but um, so the list of victims, the complete list in the and these are in chronological order of like when they were killed. Okay. Um, so Crystal Dozier was killed May of 2007. Tishana Culver was killed June of 2008. LaShondra Long, August of 2008. Michelle Mason, October of 2008. Tanya Carmichael, December of 2008. Uh, Nancy Cobbs, April of 2009. Amelda Hunter, April of 2009. Talicia Fortson, June of 2009. Janice Webb, June of 2009. Kim Yvette Smith, July of 2009, and Diane Turner, September of 2009. And then he was caught in October of 2009. So so many. And like such a short cooling time. time Like almost, yeah, there's no no cooling time. Yeah. It's really crazy to me. And they also have reopened um, quite a few cold cases from the late 80s um, because there was actually, they, when this was all discovered, they went back and looked and there was a string of very similar strangulations okay. um, that were like very similar style, everything, right? Like his total MO. Yeah. And um, conveniently, they stopped in 1989 when he was arrested. And they all felt like under the time frame he was there. Yeah. Weird how that works out. Um, and then December of 2011, his home was bulldozed by the city because they didn't want people going there and gawking there and, like, breaking in and stuff. You know, that's valid. Um, And he's fine. He still sits on death row to this day. Just well, chilling. I don't like that ending. Killing. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not literally uh, killing. He's done a lot of that already. Yeah. That's... I don't, I don't like any of the words that you have said today. Thank you very much. Do you ever like any of the words I say when we do no. this ever? No. I never and that's like valid. words. <laughs> I just Oh man. On the plus side, you didn't have to hear about children dying today, you know, which is what could have happened. Yeah, that's fair. I just Oh, investigators, please just do your fucking job. Just do your job. Also, it doesn't matter how many times someone goes missing. You should still look for them. Seriously. Like, no one is exempt. Like, no one. Like, and I I don't care, like, if these people were fucking crack addicts or not. Like, they deserve every bit as much. Because that's probably also part of the reason why some of them weren't reported because they were mm-hmm. like you know Jedi. like they'd been lured by drugs yeah. and like you know especially people who do like quite heavy drugs like crack can tend to disappear for long periods of time with no warning mm, can confirm uh so you know so i like i said i please don't hate on the families either because obviously i don't know their reasoning you don't know their reasoning yeah. unless you are them then you do know your reasoning, but uh, you get the <laughs> you get my point. Like none of this is to send hate to them, you know. Yeah. I I don't think they did the wrong thing here. The police, on the <sighs> other hand, <laughs> well, I hate everything you've said. Oh God, <laughs> what's new? Yeah, I just 
I don't. Th- there was no like nice little bow. There was just yeah. He's still just chilling on death row. Whatever. Oh, also, um, apparently, um, I didn't watch this, but I probably will soon. Um, apparently, there's also on ID channel, Investigation Discovery, my favorite channel that exists. Yeah. They have a show called Killer Instinct, and I guess he was the first episode of that show that exists, I'm pretty sure. Hey. If for all of you people who don't want to, like, invest in a full-ass book, like <laughs> that, I'm pretty sure that's probably one of the ones you can watch for free on ID Go. Sweet. So, so uh, follow us on <laughs> yeah all the shits. <laughs> I just <laughs> I have a problem. What's wrong with me today? I slept like three hours last night. That's probably my fucking yeah, problem. Let's be real. <laughs> uh, well, you guys know the drill. Uh, Facebook is bitches, and there is a Facebook group now. Yes, uh, it's bitches and murders podcast. Group. group yeah, yeah. so um, hop in the group say hi um post memes funny yeah. shit post memes by all means uh twitter is at and murders uh people know about instagram because we're live on there right now <laughs> <laughs> um um our patreon has been revamped so now the tiers uh specify what you get with each tier um and some of the higher tiers gets you access to our personal Discord server. So you can pop in, say hi, say ask questions, request cases. Um, yeah, fi- I think the, the Black Dahlia is just a general support kind of tier. I think so. Um, $10 lets you submit requests. Um, 15 I already forgot all of the perks that I set up. I was going to say, you set them all up, to be honest. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember them all. Uh, I think 15 was uh, able to submit questions for a live Q&A. And then 20, you get a personalized thank you card. That's cute. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I also am planning, because um, like we said, we've been in quarantine and yeah. not together. And it's just been a whole, whole big thing. Um but I am planning to snag an extra microphone that I need to not forget before I go home. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way, too, we can, I don't know. If there's some form of content that I can think of, yeah, we can the both add more stuff to the Patreon separately. We probably won't make so many, like, we probably won't post many Spotify episodes that way or, yeah. like, official episodes, but those episodes are going to live probably more on the patreon we might do some single cases because there's a couple of cases that like i know you don't want to hear about and there's some cases that i don't want to hear about like if i have to hear about fucking casey anthony again i'll <laughs> I'll, sh- I'll kill myself yeah. uh i just i don't know why i just don't like that woman and her gross ass bowl cut that you know that's valid um i mean one of the big things on the patreon too is that uh y'all requested that we read horror stories yeah and i want to keep doing that that's another reason i want to grab the microphone because that shit was fun as hell so so more requests for that please i really enjoy that morgan did a lot of edgar Allan poe's work um i just posted the diagnosis of death which was actually kind of a really cool short story um yeah i need to listen to that one working on Sway requested Call of Cthulhu, and I might kill him for it. <laughs> You're going to have fun with all that gibberish? 
Yeah. So I okay. love Lovecraft. <laughs> I love Call of Cthulhu. It is. Good. I recorded Call of Cthulhu. It was a two-hour recording. The software deleted the whole two hours, and I have not been mentally prepared to try to reread Call of Cthulhu. You know, I feel that in my soul. <laughs> I feel that in my so very soul. I actually just bought Stephen King's newest book, which is a book of short stories. So there you go. I think I might do that so Morgan because be there's been Stephen some King. good ones. But anyways, if there's also non-horror story related things you want us to yeah. read or talk about or just mini little things that you want us to rant about or whatever the fuck. If you want a, a Q&A just about our lives, I don't really give a shit. Just let me know. Yeah. Pop on Patreon. Our wish is your command. And with all this quarantine, we have a lot of fucking free time. Yeah. So, so much. So much free time. Also, I've been drawing a lot of drawings. Maybe I'll th- draw some more spooky shit. Yeah. Throw some spooky shit on there. Who knows? It's there a we wild go. ride. We could, we could auction off your artwork. <laughs> <laughs> also, if y'all like anime, <laughs> I got you, dog. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I also like spooky shit, but if you want me to draw anime shit, it's done. <laughs> yeah. So, as always... Stay spooky, but you know, not so spooky that you have 11 bodies in your basement. Not that spooky. Stay spooky, but not so spooky that I almost forget to shamelessly self-plug. The fact that I wrote a book. Oh my gosh, yes. I wrote a whole ass book, Morgan is officially a published author. And it's faux sale. Uh, so if you find my personal page, which is linked to our Instagram, it's right there. Plaster links all over the place. Yeah. I'll, I'll share some shit, but also it's available on Amazon. And if you literally just go to Amazon and type in the path to healing, M O R G A N N. That is how you spell my first name. It'll pop right up. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I can't so, believe we almost forgot about I that. I honestly genuinely forgot. Which <laughs> is the funny <laughs> part till someone right now. But yeah, so uh buy that shit. <laughs> Pretty fucking cool. Uh, <laughs> uh but yeah. Keep spooky. Spooky. Spook. Stay spook. Stay spook. Just spook. 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 <laughs>